welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. Yo! We're back. We're in it. It's great to be here, Beans, with you pre-vacation. This is true. Oh my goodness, the energy in the gym is just palpable. It's huge. It is huge. It's time to move some things up and down, left to right, however direction we feel like it, but the heavyweights are about to be in motion. What a great thing. It's great. Let's just say Shazam and power up, eh? Shazam! Yeah. yeah. He should say it like that. You know what? That would really have to be part of it, right? Where you can't just whisper the word, but mm-hmm. you've actually mm-hmm. got to say it, you know, say it with your chest. Right. Really just get it out there. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Although whispering is kind of sneaky, you know? It is. You can get a little a light, lightning bolt. It is. The lightning bolt's never sneaky, though. So that's why I feel like it's got to be a loud and proud kind of Shazam every time. If you're just like, eh, Shazam. Uh, maybe. Wouldn't it be awesome if the way in which, like, you said Shazam had to do with the caliber of lightning that struck you and therefore the... Strength. The strength, right. The overall amount of superhero powers were, that were bestowed upon you. Like, if you're not feeling it, you're just like, you know what, whatever. Shazam. It's like, well, you, you get this little bitty spark. It just, <laughs> it's like getting hit with a taser. It's like, ah, that wasn't worth it. It just reminds me in Dragon Ball... Z. Sure. They yell when they power up. Okay. And I remember they were talking about the the English voice actor for Goku, the main guy, when he was going into like a new transformation for the yep. first time on screen. Yep. Right. He passed out because he was screaming so hard. <laughs> so <laughs> just sell it out. Right. Good for that guy. Good for that guy. No, it's great. I mean, vacation is on the horizon for you. Work is on the horizon for me. So, well, actually, it's great for you. But it's great for it's me. It's a fun time of year. We're in the thick of March madness, so sports ball is just exciting. There's the World Baseball Classic that baseball fans like myself are enjoying. USA. USA. Anytime you get a chance to chant that. By the way. America. Far and away the best chant that any country has, right? No country comes even close. What can another country even chant? Mexico, Great Britain, Bolivia. Right. Terrible. Terrible. USA. Chad. It's Chad, the best. Chad. That might be the only one that can compete. Okay. Chad. 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 Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Except they can't compete in anything because they suck. So, tough break, Chad. And also, it sounds like they're cheering for a specific person. Right. Yes. Right. I wonder if our founding fathers were like, listen, someday when sports are huge, and we know they're going to be huge. We want to make sure that our country has an opportunity to dominate in the chanting game, just as they will dominate on the field. It's great. Makes sense. I love sense. it. Absolutely love it. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, hey, what should we talk about today? Your vacation plans? I really don't want to hear about I was going to say, jealous. where do you get goldfish in the wild? Ooh, probably from the water. <laughs> or Sam's Club. I mean, but were you like, talking like cracker goldfish? No, no, no. Like the actual goldfish. Like the little ones? That swim around? Where do you actually get those? It's a stumper. I have no idea. I don't know either. I don't know. I know what the I big ones are in like Japan, but I don't know about the small, tiny ones. Were Kill those manufactured? Kill the mics. Time to go find out. Let's just go do it. Let's go hunt them. We won't come back until we find them. Does it make sense? Or we could talk about Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah, we could do that too. Yeah, I think we saw that just the other day. Yeah, maybe. Pretty decent flick. Mm-hmm. We'd love to chat about that. Yeah. That's neat. And in the March Madness spirit... Uh, you know, we have compiled, per your glorious mind, a bracket of our own. This is true. To get into the spirit of the March competition and the March craziness mm-hmm. that we're going to mm-hmm. unveil here in the back half of the episode. Yes, I'm excited. Absolutely. I mean, we've got 
not just your blue bloods, but we've got your obscure villains and heroes that are about to compete each other in a competition that is as random as it will be hilarious and unpredictable. That is the goal. Yep. So we just went from top five to top 64. You're welcome. Right. Incredible stuff. It's true. And only one champion, as it is in America, where ties are not allowed, will exist. Yeah. Throw those those participation trophies down the toilet where they belong. Garbage. Garbage. You know, I got a toilet bowl medal at one point when I was younger. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, stupid. No, that's not. We should have burned him. My dad was pissed. Because he was the coach. He's no, pissed. You don't need that. No. You don't need it. Just get rid of it. So, a lot of good content to chat about today. On a programming note, just for those of you that are curious, we are going to recap the Mandalorian show. But rather than go episode by episode, we would rather wait until the whole kit and caboodle is out there in front of us. So that we can digest the story from start to finish instead of going chapter by chapter. Whole episode. Yep. Mando. You bet. I think that's going to be great. Because we, we've done the episode by episode. And I am more eager to just digest the whole meal in one fell swoop. I agree. Yeah. Instead of taking a bite here and a bite yeah, there. Put the whole turkey in front of me. Let me gobble it up. Absolutely. Don't just give me the stuffing and the mashed potatoes in a separate week. Let's just do it all. Yes, I agree. Okay. I agree. Great. Well, let's dive into it. Shazam. Fury of the Gods, it sounded a little bit like Fury, instead of Fury, Fury of the Gods, came out this weekend. You and I had a chance to go see it. Um, Let's do a quick recap of said story before we get into our general thoughts. So it has been a few years since the original Shazam movie came out. For a little context, I was delighted by that movie, and unexpectedly so. Riles, I remember when it first came out, I thought, I'm going to see this simply because I'm a superhero movie guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but my expectations were quite low, and they were exceeded, and <coughs> thoroughly exceeded. The first Shazam movie was delightful. Where do you stand on that one? Um, I really liked the first one, yep. so I was like, my expectations were medium. I was like, I think this is going to be a good time. Yeah. I came out, I was like, this is a really good time. Oh there, there were a little bit of moments here where it was a little cheesy here and there, but mm. it, like, it fit. It wasn't odd. Right? Yeah. Like, right. when we cringed, so did they. You know what I mean? In the movie, when they cringed, so did we. Like, I remember the wizard guy going like, ugh. At the same time, I went, ugh. So it was a very self-aware movie, wasn't thank it? Thank God it was. Thank God it was. We don't get that enough where they're self-aware. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Well, let's recap Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and then we'll dive deep into our additional thoughts on what we both thought was a delightful film. A little spoiler there for you. <laughs> so this movie picks up, what, two, three years, somewhere in that ballpark from the original Shazam movie. Billy Batson mm-hmm. is coming up on the 18th birthday. So creating a little uh, inner turmoil for Billy because he's about to age out of the foster system. And he has, as we may recall from the original Shazam movie, found a family that he's really been able to embrace, and that has also embraced him. A great mom, a great dad, siblings that he bestowed superhero powers upon that embraced him as a person even before he bestowed superhero powers on them. So that's how you know they're a real, real family. And they have been, as a superhero group, apparently active for the last couple of years with mixed success and, uh, shall we say, harsh critical response. They're not winning a whole lot of fans. You, you want to know why? 
Come because your life. because it's centered in the city of Philadelphia. And neither you nor I have anything positive to say about the city of Philadelphia. Screw that town. <laughs> Screw up. Philly, not representing themselves in a very positive light here. The, City of Brotherly Love, my left nut. Right. Like, you've no, got to be kidding me. Right. And Just you get your own superhero? Birds. Superhero family. Right. Can you, can you tell me? heroes. I, I can't tell you any other city that gets their own group of heroes outside of New York. Right, which is just an obnoxious outlier in its own right. I mean, you right. have a unified band of heroes and not a perpetual bunch of villains. I mean, you've really got it made, right? right? A lot of these cities are getting smoked because for every hero, you've got two or three villains. Right. It's the opposite here. You've got five of them, five of them all together. Hang on. Six, seven. Six. No, it's six. It's Billy. It's Mary. It's Freddie. It's Eugene. It's Pedro and Darla. Six. Six of them. I don't know how you remembered all their names. Props to you. Hey, thank you. I, they're, they're delightful. I remembered them by, <laughs> you can picture them. by the way they look. Yeah. So the green suit, the blue suit, the dark purple. Blue suit, the yeah. purple. <laughs> That's where my head went. All good things. Anyhow, they are collaborating, but as is a pretty common trope in superhero team-up movies, the team-up has some fractures in it, right? Freddy has dubbed himself Captain Every Power, which do better, Freddy. Like, from a branding point of view, surely you can do better. Surely. And you don't have every power. No. So it's false no. advertising. Yeah, it's really misleading. And for a guy that was so critical of Billy's efforts to brand himself when he was first bestowed at the powers of Shazam, I expected more from Freddy. But the rest of the group, on the one hand, they do want to be together, but everybody's got their own agenda, so it's it's human nature, right? Stuff is as expected. People are, there's conflict there. Behind the scenes, unbeknownst to the group, as they're trying to work out their own inner conflict, you've got the freaking Daughters of Atlas coming in hot with a vengeance, just stepping into a museum right at the outset of the movie and finding the broken wizard staff and I, I must say uh boy was that easy to track down it was just there right at right in a museum how did it even get there because he like left it behind and then somebody's like oh my gosh that staff is from ancient times let's take it to greece is that how that went and then they're like oh it's in greece yeah i i, I gotta say that was probably not explained super well it's fine they said they found it in a trash compactor in philly Classic Philly throwing away valuable things. You Screw idiots. that town. So anyhow, Daughters of Atlas come in. They're in pursuit of the staff. They grab the staff, wreck a lot of lives as bad guys tend to do, okay? And make it known that they have entrapped our friend, the wizard, who BT-dubs the wizard is alive, which nobody, including at this time, Billy and the super family, are aware of. So the Daughters of Atlas are on a mission to bust out of their realm. And as it turns out, it's on Billy for breaking the wizard's staff that <laughs> opened up the barrier between the magical realm where the Daughters of Atlas have been entrapped for eons upon eons into the mortal realm where they once ruled with a, uh, you know, for as unpopular as the Shazam family is, the Daughters of Atlas were just imagine the whole world is Philadelphia to them, right? Nobody was appreciating what they were offering. True. And on top of the whole, I'm, that was, hmm, hold on. Yep. Gather myself. Yep. When they said that they broke it, 
I forgot how it broke. So yes. that flashback was a perfectly timed flashback. Yep. And just Showing how Billy just right. straight and over the knee. That was all it was needed. It was yep. clean. I was like, <laughs> I was like, huh, that's, that's good. Good yep. job. Yeah. Good movie making to incorporate that flashback. Cause also it had been long enough since I'd seen the original that I couldn't have told you, Hey, here's how that staff got busted. Right. So point is the realm is exposed. The daughters of Atlas are coming. Now, part of what was really fun at, at this stage of the movie is we discovered that the Shazam family is spending a lot of time on the Rock of Eternity. And in spending that time, you've got Eugene trying to map out and identify the room of doors of which there are just, I mean, hundreds of doors that lead to various, you know, magical realms. It's like the Monsters, Inc., Oh, good scene. You bet. Where yes. there's lots of doors yes. ooh, ooh, that I leads like that. to, I mean, this time it doesn't necessarily lead to children's rooms, thank God. Right, that'd, but, be, un, that'd be inappropriate. <laughs> yep. So, that makes sense. Yes. But yes, lots of doors. Yeah, so Eugene is mapping out the, the room or hall of doors. That's great. Pedro, in an unexpected come up for Pedro, has discovered a library of just infinite knowledge and a magic pen that I think all of us would appreciate having this named Steve. And Steve is coming through in the clutch, helping Pedro do some research. And because of Steve and his, can we just call Steve the librarian? Because not only is he a pen, but he's there giving them guidance. The Shazam family starts discovering information about the Daughters of Atlas and surprise, surprise, they're not good news. In the midst of all this, Billy has a very weird dream where the wizard appears to him as the head of Wonder Woman because Billy's, you know, attracted to Wonder Woman. And who can blame him? Can't blame him. No, that's that's fair. I gotta say, Billy takes a lot of shade for like being genuinely attracted to Wonder Woman. It's what what's so weird about that? I, the whole time they were doing that, I'm like, show her face, please show her face, show her face. <laughs> and then they weren't showing her face. I'm like, there's a reason they're not showing her face. Like, did they cut her out of the movie? I hope they didn't it, cut her out of the movie. Well, you remember how the first Shazam movie they cut Superman's face? Oh, out. I forgot about so that. It wasn't yeah, actually Henry Cavill. So that was definitely definitely a wink towards the hey, remember when we did this and it ticked everybody off because we didn't show Superman. Let's do it again, but Superman. make it ten times worse. <laughs> So that was hilarious. Point is, the Shazam family is on the alert for the Daughters of Atlas, except for the one notable exception of Freddy. Captain Every Powers trying to go solo. He has uh, developed a what he thinks to be genuine relationship with a girl at his school. As it turns out, the girl that Freddy thinks is attracted to him is actually using Freddy to get at the Shazam family because... Turns out she's the third daughter of Atlas. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Freddy loses his powers, gets kidnapped by the daughters of Atlas, taken to the prison where the wizard is, which, by the way, listen, this is just dumb bad guy move 101, okay? If you have captured more than one of your adversaries, do not put them in the same cell. Not, separate cells. And not... not even let them know that they're in the same prison. I was about going to say. And on top of that, not next to each other. Right. Like, different right. levels. They shouldn't even know that each other is there. Yeah. Right? Right. Exactly. So, But then again, they brought them out together at the same time anyways. Uh-huh. So, it was like, uh-huh. maybe that's why they did it to save time. Yeah. Who, who knows? And, and at some point, right, the Daughters of Atlas come down to Earth 
have a duel with the Shazam family. The Shazam family use, you know, our boy Steve, the librarian, to send a message to the daughters of Atlas, which was a very funny, funny scene because Steve has no filter when it comes to dictating uh, messages to be sent. Uh, and the Shazam family thinks, hey, we've coaxed the daughters of Atlas down to our realm. We'll be able to take them down. We're supposed to believe the Shazam, uh, excuse me, the Shazam, the daughters of Atlas are playing the long game here and wanted to be brought to the Rock of Eternity. Okay, uh, maybe, maybe. They clearly did want to go to the Rock of Eternity. I'm not sure I'd buy into the long game piece of it. I think they could have gotten there in a much shorter trip. But regardless, the Daughters of Atlas get to the Rock of Eternity, get the apple, the seed that is supposed to be able to plant and regrow the tree of life that is the foundation of their magical realm. Except this is where things get really backstabby, quite literally, is one of the daughters of Atlas betrays the other daughters of Atlas and plants the seed in Earth to exact vengeance for the Earthlings, of which the wizard, by the way, we learn a little bit more about the wizard, he's one of the Earthlings that is responsible for encapsulating, what's the word I want, Riley? Trapping, let's just say trapping, let's go simple. Trapping the Capturing. daughters of Atlas in their magical realm for eons and eons. So. The middle daughter of Atlas is out for vengeance. She pissed. She's ready to wreak holy havoc on Earth, even though she could just take the apple, right, plant it in the magical realm and have joy across the magical realm. Instead, she's going, F joy, I'm going to ride my dragon and wreak havoc with my savage beasts. I mean, it's reasonable. It was an understandable response. So dragon stabs the eldest daughter of Atlas, Middle daughter of Atlas steals the power of the youngest daughter of <coughs> Atlas, and now the Shazam family, which is down to pretty much Billy, is destined to try and stop the madness. Moral of the story, sisters suck. I'm not touching that. I'm going to let you deal with that on your vacation with your sister. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I'm not worried. Hey, Lil, come on. Come on. Give us a listen. We're worth it. Now, Billy, we'll, we'll condense this down. Billy, as is not unexpected, saves the day, right? Takes down the daughter of Atlas and plays the ultimate hero card of the personal sacrifice, dies in the effort, which I don't think I saw coming. I didn't either. Point. I no. I'm like, are they just going to keep him dead because of the new Flashpoint stuff? Felt That's like what, they could. And I was like, felt like they could. Really? And then they, 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 he's dead for a while. Yeah, dead for dead for a good long while, gets buried. I mean, this is a pretty good move, right? Gets buried in a grave in the magical realm. So that, that's, that's pretty good as far as where you're going to get buried. And the wizard just happens to drop the little nugget as the Shazam family and the wizard are standing around Billy's grave mourning. Oh, yeah, you know, it'd be nice if we had, a, you know, a god because they could revive Billy at this point. But uh, sorry, guys, there's no gods left. And then... Cue the Wonder Woman. But music. they didn't even say that they could revive him. It just he just said revive that it could bring realm, magic right? back to the realm. Yes. There you go. You're yes. right. Thank you. Good clarification. Good clarification. So we still thought he was just gonna stay right. dead. Right. Uh cue the Wonder Woman music, which is still phenomenal. Um it's wonderfully great. executed on it's the music great. part. Yeah. Uh Gal Gadot in the flesh, head to toe this time. We get every bit of the superhero cameo. She rolls in as the goddess, brings magic back to the realm. That's pretty neat, right? Because we would like to see the magical realm do well. There's there's a lot of potential there. And Billy Zombie, well, comes straight out of the turf, 
very much alive and, uh, and in good shape. So great to see Billy amongst the living. And his Shazam. I thought it was weird that he died not Shazam. Sure, died and, then and was I'm Billy. guessing the magic made him Shazam. Good question. Because, Not an explanation for that one, but good question. Because maybe, maybe, because mm-hmm. he died as Shazam, then the magic left, went back to a boy, and then because the magic came back, came back as Shazam, because he technically died as Shazam. I'm all in. I'm all in with that explanation. When he comes back as Shazam, he gets his Shazam family their powers back, which is great. Clutch. They all move back into the house together. Sadly, they're still in Philadelphia, so that's you know, kind of permanently a bummer for them. Um, move. <laughs> find new digs. Get out of Philly. Um, but the movie ends on a high note, and that's really positive. And then we get a couple end credit We did scenes, okay? First end credit scene, we have Harcourt and, well, let's see, Amelia Harcourt and John. I can't think of John's last name now. I'm blanking on it. From the Suicide outside Dave. Squad, outside, <laughs> outside Dave for you new girl buffs. And James Gunn's wife yep. for you directing buffs. Yeah, good on James. Apparently that was as recent as late 2022, so congrats, I guess. But anyway, they roll in wanting to recruit our guy Shazam to the Justice Society. Okay, so how much of a tie-in is this to the DCU at large? Still very much... TBD, as we read, or as I read prior to starting this pod, frankly, the Shazam director doesn't even know. So, to be determined, or at least he's keeping a tight lid on it. The second end credit scene was also a great deal of fun. Like, these were two fantastic end credit scenes just out of pure entertainment. We had Savannah, now full beard, mustache, still shaven head, who has spent two full years in prison. And Mr. Mind, the caterpillar, the worm. I hate that thing. Revisiting Savannah's cell, apparently for the first time since visiting two years ago. And yeah, you should hate that because a freaking worm or caterpillar that has a mind of its own and it's an evil one at that, nothing good can come from that. That's just creepy. On top of that, I'm pretty sure in the comics he gets big. Mm. And I don't want to deal with a big caterpillar, all right? Mm -hmm. That talks? Nah, I'm out. No, I remember reading Shazam comics. Uh, with Mr. Mind in them. It, it was creepy. I mean, these were like 1960s gross. Shazam it? it's, it's just unpleasant. Yeah. It's just a weird. Do I want to gross myself out? Concept. I kind of do. You kind of do. So there's your recap for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. We hit on the key points. Riley, what about this movie did you enjoy the most? And before you answer that question, I mean, we're in agreement here. We were thoroughly entertained by this flick, correct? Any discrepancies there? I'm sorry. I, 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 I looked him up. It was gross. No. I, I put him up. You want to see? Let's see. Uh, like, like, look no. at number three. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I was familiar it's, with. It's is this one? Just a mother-loving bug. But did that... Ugh. Oh, just gross. It makes me want to puke, just to be gross. honest. So I got to be done. Yep. Be see, done. if it was be this done. guy, if it was this guy, I'm like, oh, he's like a little cute little cartoon guy. Yep, he's, I no, can do he's that, pure, but he's not evil. that. No. He's not that. No, pure evil. But... So, what did I like about this movie? What did you like about the movie? Because we liked it, right? Yes. We were entertained. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that I really liked, the caterpillar was not heavily involved. (laughs) Thank you. Let's just start there. I hated that caterpillar, okay? I did. I'm also glad that the manticore was a manticore and not a scorpion thing because that also freaked me out. I I saw... Love the mystical beasts. Right. That was awesome. You bet. It was a really cool tie to, like, Greek mythology. Yep. 
I saw the scorpion tail. I'm like, oh, great. It's going to be a bug person. I can't do this. If he's going to skewer somebody, I'm out. Like, I'm going to throw up. I don't like that. Okay? I have a very big fear of parasites and bug people. We okay? talked about the King Kong scene a couple pod episodes right. ago. Yep. yep. So, I liked how at the end of this movie, it was different than the ending of the first one. Because the first mm. one... Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I need more people. Yep. And this one, he's like, it's just going to be me. That's and I like that good change yeah, because good then variety. it's like he can mm-hmm. handle himself now sure. on his own. Sure. He's not relying on the family to get things done, which right. is awesome for him. Right. Um, let's see. What else did I like about this movie? Um, Wonder Woman, of course. Of course. Um, I got to say, I really enjoyed the mystical beasts. I like the consistency because from the first movie, to your point, that was a – I would say unexpected, but also correct as far as, hey, what direction are we going to go component of that first movie where the the humor is very real, the lightheartedness is a absolute foundational piece, and yet it's juxtaposed with this with these like creepy, creepy looking creatures. I mean, I remember watching uh, movies growing up like Gremlins. They're supposed to be funny, right? It's a funny movie, but the Gremlins are freaking creepy. They're slimy. They're nasty. They're genuinely evil and violent creatures. It was unsettling. As a kid, that's what this feels adjacent to, or Ghostbusters almost, where it's a comedy, but you've got like these nasty, nasty looking creatures. So it, it was a really, I thought, on brand move for them to repeat that from the first movie or perhaps even expand upon it a little bit more with those mystical beasts. I, I like that. I think more horror directors mm-hmm. need to be directing superhero movies. They've got, they've got a touch for it. Because they? it, they, yeah. you're right, completely. And they somehow made unicorns badass. <laughs> like, Incredible. not in your, my wildest dreams was I like, oh yeah, unicorns are going to be a massive drive in this movie. And sure as shit. The unicorn scene was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yes, I like that. Because, I, I, like I said, I like the Greek mythology. So that's mm-hmm. all fun for me. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I like about this movie. Because I think we hit a lot of it. Yeah. But um, I will say, after watching this movie, I'm genuinely interested in Shazam lore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, this has gotten me into, like... Oh, it might actually be fun to read his comics. Sure. So, sure. well done to them because I'm like, Sam's always kind of one of those people where I'm like, eh, whatever. But, like, yeah. I feel like his villains, and maybe it's just because, to me, the villains are fresh because I haven't seen a lot of, like, right. Dr. Savannah. I haven't right. seen a lot of the Daughters of Atlas. Yep. Thank God I haven't yep. seen that stupid caterpillar. But, like... <laughs> Outside of that, like I yeah. don't, I don't know very much. So yeah, I, I think the last 15, 20 years, the character has has struggled, right? Just hasn't found uh, sound footing. But I think in previous decades, like coming into the two thousands, he was a really worthwhile and unique character. And I think where it got tough is there's always, always most, excuse me, most similar to Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And since he's in the same comics line with DC, that was, I think, as DC and Action Comics kind of merged together where you know Captain Marvel, now Shazam, and Superman originated from, as those two lines of comics merged under the DC umbrella, 
I, I think from a production side, they said, you know, we really just need to live with one of these and not the other. And Superman just had more, you know, report, more cachet mm-hmm. at that point. But there are some really uh, quality Shazam stories out there. He's a huge part of the Kingdom Come comic that came out mm-hmm. in the late 90s. Uh, Jeff, uh, oh shoot, uh, why am I blanking on this? Uh, my guy, Ross, is the last name, and now I'm completely blanking on his first name. Uh, but anyway, that that artist, that comic book's artist, I'm really frustrated that I'm blanking on his first name now. Um, but anyhow, he, I think, has a really soft spot for that character of Shazam, and there is a really quality graphic novel uh, graphic novel out there. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up because I, I own it, but it's been a while since I've read it, where he writes four... He writes a Wonder Woman, a Batman, a Superman, and a, at the time, Captain Marvel, you know, now Shazam, solo stories that are really, like, sweet. Um, and this is going to be a, a strange word. I'm going to use it anyway. Tender look at all those characters of what makes them click. And he's got a really good feel. Alex Ross, I got it. He's got a really good feel for what makes each of these characters unique. And part of what's great about the character of Shazam that I think these two movies have hit on really well is it's so different because it's not an adult. It is a kid who has adult superhero powers, right? There are plenty of adult superheroes. There are even plenty of kid sidekicks, but they're kid size, they're kid age. You don't have a character like this that is adult, adult dimensions, but still with the kid mind, the kid experiences, um, trying to deal with those abilities. And I think that's actually a fascinating character study and something these movies have done really well. I think they found a really good balance between how much time to spend with <coughs> the Shazam and mm-hmm. how much time to spend with Billy. Billy. Yeah. So I, and I think they've struck that balance really well in both movies, right? The first movie obviously was heavy with the Shazam family in particular, the kids, but this movie where you've got all of them powered up, I thought it was a great blend of some of the time they're powered up, but a good chunk of the time they're powered down when you're still seeing the kid underneath. And I thought that was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool. And then the last thing I'll bring up, I really like the wizard. Dude. The fact they've, that yes. they fleshed him out in this movie, wow. fantastic. And very unexpected. Very unexpected. Very unexpected. I did not think his role was going to be this significant. No. And here's how here's how wonderfully self-aware this movie was. <laughs> they never explain in a satisfactory way how on earth he's not actually dead. True. Right? And, and they're very transparent about that. They're like, no, wait a minute. You turn into a pile of ash. Shouldn't you be dead? And he's, and he's just like, well, I'm not. <laughs> and, they, and they just laugh and mock at how unsatisfying of an explanation that is. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, true. <laughs> he's, just, he's just here. Which I enjoy. Absolutely. Like I said, it's, what, that's, I think, part of why this movie was so good is, like, they, they knew what they were. Yeah. They didn't stray away from that. And I think that's why it works so well. Yeah. And it didn't. Here's what was fascinating to me. It didn't feel like, and I, I don't know how to articulate or fully understand this, but for as humorous as the movie was, for as clearly as it wanted to, you know, be 
not just comedic, but poke fun at itself. It didn't feel like it came at the expense of being able to take the characters sincerely, right? Like it wasn't as if they're saying, hey, this is all just a big dumb joke. Uh, we're sorry that we're here. This is really lame, isn't it? <coughs> like it somehow took itself seriously while also being self-aware enough to to laugh at the absurdity of of so much of the movie. That was really impressive to me. So now the big question I think that you and I have, and probably anybody that's paying attention to these movies, what's coming next? Right? Is this character destined for more? as the DCU resets itself later this summer with Flashpoint, or is this it? Is this all we're going to see of Zachary Levi as Shazam? I sure hope we see him back. Mm -hmm. Here's where it's going to get a little tricky, yeah. because out of all of the superheroes, like you kind of said already, Shazam's a kid. Mm -hmm. Well, he's already 18, and it's movie number two. Yep. So yeah. are they going to lean into the whole he's just a young kid with sure. the, a, mm. a bigger persona? Yeah. Or are they going to age it up to the fact where it's like, you know what, Zachary Levi is Billy Batson as an adult just in general and then powers up. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to ask yourself. That's the weirdest Good point. Th that's the weirdest part because we haven't really seen him besides, you know, Kingdom Come where he's already an adult. Yeah. But throughout the comics, he's a kid. He stays a kid. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Wayne stays 35 always. Billy Batson stays 15, 16. Right, and always. Maybe maybe a little younger too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, at, at max, no question. Right. Yeah, sixteen at, at max. It maybe closer to you know twelve, fourteen range. But right, yeah. So I don't know. That's a really good point. Yeah, they've uh, made that challenging on themselves. Now, I suppose they could right with Flashpoint since they're going to use it as a reset. They could say, oh, now Billy Batson is 14. Again. Right? Uh, yeah, again. Um, but if I had to choose, I would rather they maintain the current you know, cast. I was going to say, just embrace it at this just, point. Yeah, just lean into it. Um, just because someone's 18 doesn't mean they're automatically you know, mature. As Which we've out. seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think they can still, I think they've got some mileage that they can, uh, that they can utilize with that character. But you're right. They're, they're making that more challenging on themselves than is probably ideal. Um, I, I will say it feels that character, the Shazam family feels awfully James Gunny to me. Like the sense of humor, the self-awareness mm. in the family, like the group dynamic where it's not centered on just a single solitary character. From what we've seen of James Gunn in the superhero realm, that's been his style of movie where it's more than the one character. It's multiple characters. It's a team. It's a group of some variety, misfits, humor, plenty of opportunity for laughs. It would be odd to me just from a, hey, what feels most like what James Gunn enjoys it would feel very odd if the Shazam group, the Shazam family, doesn't make the transition into this next phase of the DCU. And, and nothing that's happened in those movies, <coughs> they have obviously gone out of their way to reference other Justice League members. And this is the first time where you had, you know, a genuine cameo from one of those Justice League characters. So maybe there's awkwardness if Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot's version of Wonder Woman never you know, makes the doesn't make the cut. Let's say I don't want to live in that world. Gets upset in round one by Farley Dickinson. Uh, 
hashtag my pick of Purdue. Dang it. Tough. Maybe that's enough to break the tie if they're asking the question of can we or can't we bring Shazam into the next uh, next phase. But I would sure like to believe that we're going to get the Shazam family uh, here in the DCU. I, I think it's not only possible, I'm going to say here in March of 2023 that we're going to see more of Shazam. I, I truly believe that. But we don't know, and that not knowing, that's pretty dang frustrating. Don't you think? I mean, how, how do we not know? How is it not known to us? Why not just be upfront with it, one way or the other? Like, that was the most confusing part of James Gunn's announcement for his Chapter 1. Yeah. And he hasn't announced the full Chapter 1 yet. But I couldn't figure out why he wouldn't announce who he's keeping. Right? Like... Because all these characters you're already familiar with, they're selling points as far as I'm concerned at this point. Because you're like, oh, I really like J- Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Is he right. sticking around? Correct. And now we just have an oddly placed Aquaman movie that we don't know what to do with. Yeah, so, and, and I think it's hurting these movies. Right. Because right? we know we're not, you know, we don't have our heads in the sand. We know this movie isn't making a lot of money. But I don't think that's because of the movie. I think it has so much more to do with the... The desired flavor right now is that continuity, right? Right. People that get invested in these want to see these movies, and rightfully so, because it has proven to be more rewarding when they are tied into a wider story, a wider world of characters, and a bigger story that their smaller story fits into. And so to leave Shazam hanging out here, listen, if the Guardians of the Galaxy, if Marvel can release that movie, and it can make hundreds of millions of dollars. And that was a good movie, obviously, in its own right. But the only reason people went to see that movie was because of all the movies that had come before. And they knew, hey, this is a movie that is incorporated into that larger story. I mean, I would say this movie, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, this is a comparable movie to Guardians of the Galaxy. In terms of overall quality, storytelling, the dynamic, this is really similar, Okay. Different people are going to have different personal preferences and say this one's better than the other, and that's fine. But these are really similar, at the very least, tone and style of Mm -hmm. movies. And the big difference to me in terms of the financial success that Guardians had and the financial lack of success that Fury of the Gods is having is people are going, what's the point of me seeing this movie? Especially if the character is just not going to exist within the next 12 months. Right, right. There's so much content to consume. So you, you do. You have to choose what you're going to see. What's the point of going to see this movie if I can just go see another Marvel movie later that I know is actually going to matter? Right. And why have an end credit scene? Mm-hmm. Why have two end credit scenes <laughs> with with one set of characters that you've been using in everything that you've been doing so far? Because again, we're obsessed with Amanda Waller being DC's Nick Fury. That's what. Oh, Mind-boggling. Yeah. That's the only thing I thought of. I was like, yeah. they're really going the Nick Fury route with yeah. her. Whatever. Yep. Besides the point. Right. Um, right. Just to go off of the... Yeah, I don't know. They they didn't do it any favors. And no. so to, for me, if they do bring them back, like they have some making up to do. Oh, my. Because that's bullshit. Well, and that first end credit scene was supposed to be two members of Black Adam's Justice Society. So if you can imagine, hey, here comes Hawkman and Adam Smasher strutting in, introducing themselves to Shazam. Awesome. Awesome. Instead, we get two 
you know, relatively obscure <laughs> characters from the Suicide Squad movie and the Peacemaker show. Okay. It's a miss. It just is. It's a missed opportunity. It's what it's the pattern of DC up to this point. So I, I really, to bring it all back, I hope that Shazam survives the cut. I hope that he makes it in there, obviously along with Wonder Woman. Um, but why DC, they miss an opportunity here to do themselves a favor and just come out ahead of this movie and say, hey, Shazam's going to be a part of what we're doing in the future. That was just shooting yourself straight in the kneecap as far as are we going to make money with this movie or not. That's that's really all they had to do. If they wanted to put some juice into it, tell everybody that's curious about the movie, hey, this is going to matter. It matters now. It's going to matter in the future. Instead, they left it hanging, and I think it's a good movie that got hung out to dry financially. But, hey, from our perspective, go see it. It's really entertaining. Give it your money. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you've got two really good Shazam movies that – to your point, I love what you said about this. That's a success for a comic book movie when it makes you more curious about the comics heritage. And that's how that it should character. be. That's exactly how it should be. That's exactly what these movies should, among other things, should do. That's a key component, and I think that is a perhaps the highest praise you can give to these two movies is they have done just that. So props to you, Shazam. We enjoyed you. Good on you. Hopefully they stay. Yeah, hopefully so. All right, anything else you want to hit on with That's Shazam? That's all the guys? I got. Okay, love it. Well, it is March, and the NCAA men's basketball tournament and women's tournament are both in full swing. We're enjoying the hilarity, or at least I'm trying to enjoy the hilarity, of my bracket crumbling almost immediately. So no thanks to you, Purdue, for just soiling yourselves right out of the gate. But... In that light, Riley, you had a fantastic idea of, hey, what if we came up with a superhero bracket of sorts? And so we compiled a list of 64 villains and heroes and some of those that are in between in that anti-hero realm from both Marvel and DC, jumbled them all together, spit it back out, and divided it up into four Brackets. So typically, all right, for those of you not in tune with your sports ball, you've got the Midwest bracket, the West bracket, the South, and the East bracket. Somehow the North gets left out there. Interesting they go Midwest instead of North. But regardless, we have four brackets of our own that we're going to work through here with round number one in this pod episode. I just had a thought. Hit me do with we it. want to do round number one or do we want to go by sections? So the first section we just take and it's just worst roommate. Sure. Um let's go at least let's go at least two sections. How are we doing on where are we at on time? We are at 42 minutes. Oh we can we can roll through. Okay. Let's do at least two sections. Okay. So here we're gonna introduce at the very least the four four brackets. Okay? Yes. We've got worst co-parent, worst roomie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And then best partner in crime, who would you like to partner up with to commit the perfect crime? And best real name. So, you know, we don't need to know Dr. Strange. That's good on you. But how about Stephen Strange? What do we like more, Stephen Strange or Dr. Strange? Actually, it's both. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. So we're going to work through some real fun pairings. Seating really doesn't matter here. We were just more yeah, uh, ignore the numbers of, hey, how much fun can we have in the March theme? 
with a bunch of random characters tossed together, jumbled up, and what kind of hilarity will ensue. So without further ado, I think we start on Worst Roomy. Are we transferring over? Let's do. Let's okay. do some transferring. Um, but we'll be right back. Seamless cut. And I believe you're live here. Yes, we are. Love it. Bam. All right. We're at the bracket. Let's go. It's time to work through the first annual, and it won't be the last, JP and the Beans Absolute Character Madness. All right. So, Beans. Yes. Let's start with the worst co-parent bracket. All right. From the top, we have a pair of doctors in the house. Do I don't know how that worked. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Dr. Doom and Dr. Octopus. Between those two, who would be the worst? Well, Dr. Doom. With? Well, Dr. Doom is a king. Okay, that's pretty good. But he's also very possessive. Yeah. And then yeah. we also yeah. have the crazy mad scientist with four extra arms. Uh-huh. But that means he yeah. can handle a lot more because he has four extra arms, and I've seen you with five children. Uh-huh. Yep. You'd like the extra arms, I agree. Doc Ock, I think, just has a little bit more humanity left in him. Doctor Doom. You think so? Doctor Doom should be the better parent because he'd have, you'd have servants, right? He's got all these kings. Right. He should be having them take care of things for you. And the kids are gonna have manners. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doc Ock's just a little bit of a wild card. I think he's the worst parent. You think he's the worst? Parent? I do. I think Doc right. Ock's the worst one. Doctor Doom just presents so much potential, even if he wouldn't follow through on it. I think Doctor Octopus. That's the worst. I forgot the argument we were making. So, yes, that makes sense. Yes, worst co parent, <laughs> Dr. Octopus. I was going for the better one, but that, no, that makes sense. Yes. Well, you can you know, you know, can approach it that way. It just They both have their doctorates, though. That's impressive. Right. You got some intelligence there. Just makes you wonder how it's going to go. All right. Next round Sinestro and Batman. So, Sinestro Bad is, is the embodiment of fear. Uh huh. And Batman is also the embodiment of fear. I think your kids would stay in line either way. True. Yep, because they're just terrified to ever do anything wrong. Right. And he's had like 12 kids that he adopted. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, there's an altruistic side to Batman that you really got to appreciate. And Sinestro had one daughter. Uh-huh. And ended up betraying him for yeah. the good people. And then went back to the bad people for a yeah. little bit. But Sinestro's easily the worst parent. I mean, Batman's got Alfred, right? Who's yes. a good Coco parent? Right, right. And Sinestro is just a true bummer. So, yes. uh, you know, sorry, Batman. For that, Sinestro is the worst co-parent here. Batman's out. Clearly, sorry, Bats. Round one upset. Sinestro, bummer. Okay, uh, Atrocitus and Spider-Man. Well, Atrocitus leads the angry lanterns. Yeah. And. Spider-Man is uh, all about great power and great responsibility. Right. He's going to teach so, kid good morals. So Spider-Man's definitely the worst one. He's <laughs> right. He's one you don't want to pair it with. Yes. So definitely, definitely angry lava spitting guy. Yeah. He's probably he, he might have lesser. You'd have to worry about your kid like killing you or because him, of atrocities. Or him killing the kid. Yeah. Not good. Okay. Yeah. Atrocities. You're yes. the you're the winner because well you suck. Agreed. Sorry, bud. All right, how about Green Arrow and MODOK? Now, hear me out. Here's the argument for MODOK being the better parent. Green Arrow, communist. Green Arrow's a communist? Green Arrow's a communist. What do you mean he's a communist? I mean, he's a communist. He has communist, very strong communist leanings. He's not all about the good old U.S. of A. Really? Really. Socialist, communist, I, I forget exactly which one. 
But politically, he'd be a tough one to parent with. He's a commie. Yep. Modoc, I don't know. I mean, that that's just a weird. I would. I'm not sure. I'm uncomfortable with Modoc as a co-parent. I feel like you could almost program Modoc to do what you want. You think you could program? I think because I don't know if you could. I think program. you maybe could. Whereas Green Arrow, it's like he he's okay. So he can teach the kid some good, you know, survival skills. But morally, what are we teaching the kid here? I'm still amazed that he was a communist. Yeah. I'm still wrapping my head yeah. around that. Because yeah. Modoc, you know, is also crazy, big head, yeah. little legs. Yeah. He's not catching anyone. He, he's not helping you in the genetics. Right. right. And I, and he's a pushover. Ugh. Green Arrow's at least rich. And on the good guy side. And on the good guy side. Yeah. You got good influences around. Yeah. Modoc. Yeah. 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 It really is. I'm going to Google that later. Is Green Arrow a communist? <laughs> Don't quote me on that. It might be socialist. It's he, uh, he makes it tough. Okay, Plastic Man and Iron Man. This one is fun. This is tough, actually. It is, because these, these are both the fun dads here. Right. Because really, the tough part is that you're not going to be able to be the fun parent, because how can you be more fun than Plastic Man or Tony Stark? Right. Plastic Man has had a son. And uh-huh. an injustice does a lot for his son. Really? Yes. Wow, good on him. Yes. And then you have Iron Man, who probably has children everywhere. Right. Is an alcoholic, <laughs> depending on the time of uh-huh. Uh-huh. his life. Yeah. Right? And not very faithful spouse. Right. And we're talking about comic Iron Man, uh-huh. not right. Right. movie Iron Man, because mm-hmm. they really dadded him up in that in the movies. They did. They did. Movie He's not Tony. like that yeah. in, the, in the comics. No. No. But he has lots of money. Which mm-hmm. is like, hmm. I think Tony's the worst co-parent. He's very unreliable. Plastic Man so. is hilarious. And frankly, just like provides more utility. And learned from his mistakes. Yeah. I yeah. don't think Iron Man necessarily no. learns no, from Iron his Man's mistakes. Iron Man's the worst co-parent here. Because his ego's bigger. There is no doubt. Yep. So, run of love for Plastic Man. Yeah, good on you, Plastic Man. Sorry that you lost in the first round. Okay, a couple more bad guys paired up together. How about Darkseid and Killmonger? Okay, Darkseid owns a planet Uh that's full of evil people. Mm -hmm. And then you have Killmonger, who... I mean, it's in the name. He just kills folks. Right, right. Left and right. And Darkseid, I I, I think this is a slam dunk. Like, Killmonger is obviously a bad guy. But Darkseid, in the comics... Gets his kid away. That's right. They trade it. Right. They trade kids, and the kid that he receives puts straight to the torture chamber. Oh yeah, that's right. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's dark side. It is dark. No, I agree. I agree. Killmonger's bad news, but dark side, as far as parenting goes. Also, I can't name what Killmonger has done in the comics, so I can't be like, oh. Yeah. Like he fights Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a general bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, here's another not great father. Raz al Ghul and Starro. Interestingly enough, Starro's quite a prolific father. Right. right. So <laughs> there are hundreds of his children. That's true. Hundreds. Raz al Ghul. Yeah. See, here's the thing, though. Your kid actually. Have you go Raz or Raz? Because it's pronounced differently in different movies and games. This right? Is like true. the video games say Raz, right? This has never been consistent. No, it never has been. I, I say Raz. Yeah. I think. The Dark Knight trilogy did Raz. Which race is probably close. It's that damned apostrophe uh-huh. that does it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, not helpful. Mr. Al Ghul. Yeah. <laughs> See Al Ghul. Yes. The, the fact, if he were, your kid falls, 
cracks his uh, head open, dies. Yeah. Okay. He can yeah. bring him back to life. Sure. That's clutch. Sure. But we've yeah. seen what he's done with Damien's DNA, mm -hmm. and that's a little concerning. Mm -hmm. Now we have Star. Right, because when you get to the grandparent stage, you're like, "Hey, this is supposed to be the sweet spot for us." You, and he's you've done the years as the parent. Worse. It's now you get to be the grandparent. You get all the good, none of the bad. And he, you're right. You're right. He's, he's worse. worse. Yeah. But then we have Starro, who just does mind control stuff. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. from what we can tell, they stay intact. Very devoted parent. Right. Yeah. He just wants. Yeah. All these kids. Starro doesn't have the looks. You're not going to get uh, genetic bonuses with Starro, mm. but you're going to have a reliable, you know, wants to be there kind of parent. Uh, Ra Ra's al Ghul kind of, you know, pimped his own kid out to Bruce Wayne. Not a great <laughs> this look. True. This is true. Not yeah. a great look. And a bad grandfather. I think it's, I think it's Ra's al Ghul. I agree. Yeah. That might be yeah. an upset. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? What a turd. This last one's hilarious, too. <laughs> Hella and Gore. Okay, Hela, goddess of death, mm -hmm. kills people. Mm -hmm. Gore, Pretty his tough son died, and then in response decided to kill yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, they don't have a great family track record. I could see this one going either way. They're both bad. They're both very much not good co-parents. Okay. Yeah, not a lot of positives here. From what I know, yep. Halo in the comics yep. got it on with Thanos. So oh. that's not a good track oh, record, right? Geez. Even for a little bit, right? No. And then, see, I'm gonna, I think Halo's worse. She is. Because yep. she's in charge of dead people. Yep. At least Gore only went off the deep end because he lost As his family. He wanted his family, right? He was devoted to his family. Uh, he just didn't handle the disappointment of their death. Which, who amongst us would handle that well? That's... I mean, we got another one over here that kills yeah. everybody, too, yeah. because of yeah. that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think Gore's the, clearly the better parent. Uh, yeah, Hella's just... Oh, she's the worst. She, just as Thor says. She is, she the, is worst. the worst. Yep, it's Hella. Wow. Yep. Okay, great matchups in the worst co-parent bracket. Let's move on to our best partner in... Crime bracket. So, who would you feel most comfortable, most confident pulling off the perfect crime with? So, here we go Baron Zemo or Wonder Woman. So, here's the question Do they have to commit the crime with me? I think it's up in the air. Okay. So, because yeah. if it's personality based here, mm -hmm. Zemo is obviously better than Wonder Woman. Because mm -hmm. Wonder Woman's going to be like, We don't steal. Right. I have a rope that will make you tell me if you're going to steal. <sighs> you know what I mean? And so I, and you and you want someone that has some kind of like her abilities are very loud, right? Right. I'm not sure how helpful that is in the crime. Now I'm thinking of kind of a heist type mm -hmm. crime. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I, I can't think she of. She did fit a sword in a dress. True. That. Ooh, yeah, that was well done. No good pull on your part. But Zemo, I mean, he successfully impersonated Bucky Barnes. Set him up to take the fall in the movie. That is true. He yeah. did kind of commit the perfect crime. Yeah. In Civil War. Yeah. I, you know, Wonder, Wonder Woman's just too moral. It's got to be Baron Zemo here. I think so. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Zemo's the guy. Good on you, Baron Zemo. All right. Next pairing. The Mandarin and the Flash. See, Mandarin's got magic rings. But I think he's a greedy son of a bitch. <laughs> And he's he's gonna, backstabber. I think he's going to take stuff yeah. from me. Yeah, he's and a backstabber. The Flash is in and out. Yeah. 
The Flash is in and out. This is a beatdown. Ah, uh, right. This is a beatdown. Right. It's just quick. Mandarin's a jerk. The Flash, it's like, uh, you, you can't be seen. And for the right reasons, I think he would steal. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. Right. It's the Flash. He wins. The Mandarin, why even participate, bud? And this is Barry Allen. Oh, I'm assuming we're going off yeah. Barry Allen. Yeah, we'll go Barry Allen. Yes, Flash. Yes, yes. You bet. Okay. Here's another fun one. Deathstroke and Brainiac. Okay. Brainiac's known for stealing things. Right. And, and cities. And... He's smart. So you know the plan's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. He's going to think it through. Deathstroke, if he wants to be killed, he would be good. Yeah. Like assassination. Yeah. But if we're going off like a heist, right. I'm on Brainiac. Yeah. Deathstroke's going to make a mess. Brainiac's going to do it pretty, you know. Well, here's the thing. I would say Brainiac's going to make it pretty clean. He's not going to be subtle about it. But he's going to be successful. He will be successful. He's very successful. Yes, we're going for sneaky. Yeah, his, for sure. his profession is... Uh, abductions of individuals and uh, freaking cities. Eh, that's a pretty good track record. So, Brainiac, good partner in crime. Bad guy. Good partner to have on your side in this case. All right. The Wasp and Blade. I feel like Blade's got that sneak factor as well. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the Wasp can shrink down into yeah. a very small size, get in and get out. This is a tough matchup for Blade. Yes, I think, Blade, I think so too. Yeah, Blade in a different round with a different opponent could come out really well here. But the Wasp, when you've got the shrink ability, ah, that is, that's built for heisting. It is. Right? It no, just 100 is. is. Especially if you want to get away with it. Like Blade, let me rephrase that, get away with it without someone knowing. Blade, if he's your partner, people are going to know. Because, right. again, he's going to make a mess. For sure. I think it's the Wasp here. For sure. Yeah. Good on you, Wasp. Good partner in crime. Sorry, Blade. Tough matchup for you, bud. Tough matchup. Okay. Uh, Black Adam and Nightwing. I think this one's a no-brainer. This is a Nightwing. Yes. Oh, oh really? Whoa. Oh, you're going to Black Adam. say Black Adam because he's going to want to commit the crime. Nightwing is not going to. You don't think so? See, but Dick Grayson, he's an acrobat. He's an acrobat, and he willingly went undercover when he was presumed dead. Damn, you provide solid points. Yep. He infiltrated the spy network that Batman was trying to learn more about. I, I, I think and Black Adam's not subtle. New. No, he's not new, subtle. New, 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 new. Now, okay. he, brings the, he brings the power. He'd probably be successful. Whatever crime you're trying to pull off, you're just going to have the law on your heels for the rest of your days. You persuaded me. Okay. Take my okay. All right. I love how we were just so. Uh, <laughs> I, I love how we thought that we. Right. We thought we were aligned and not even close. That's great. Good for Nightwing. Okay. Here's another. I think pretty. Uh, this is. I think this is pretty kind of dry. Zatanna. I would also go Zatanna because Juggernaut. Yeah. It's just gonna blow through the wall. That's the only thing he's good That's at is getting move. away and That's getting fully Right. Zatanna, she you know she's a sorceress, she can save things yeah. backwards. You got magic she, on your side. Right. And she's in and out. Yep. Yeah. 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 Good good partner in crime. Zatanna's got I think she's gonna go a long way in this uh in this quadrant. She's she's built for this. Okay. Next, Joker and reverse flash. First of all, two of the most backstabbing people in comics. Right. Which one can trust least? The um, right answer is yes. Yeah. I'm gonna have. I, I would pick Reverse Flash because yeah. of the speed. And this dude's too unpredictable. The Joker is too unpredictable. Yeah, because you don't know if he actually wants to pull off the crime, no. right? He's all about, you know, he's all about the chaos, so it's more of the, the thrill of the, 
hey, what could make this go worse? Right. At least the reverse flash has set goals mm -hmm. and will achieve them to a yeah. certain extent. Joker ain't doing that. Yeah, I agree with you though. Not still not a great partner because no. he's gonna betray you. But so is the Joker, and probably gonna make it worse. So yeah, in this case, reverse flash. He's the better partner in crime, but yeah, not a not to be confused with a good partner in crime. Expect him to be beaten in round two. All right, Kingpin and Superman. Listen, Superman's not even going to get on board. If Wonder Woman's going to have no Oh, he's a Boy Scout. That's he's the worst thing. partner in so crime. Thing. Isn't he? Yeah, and Kingpin is I'm the sorry. guy of crime. He's the Kingpin of what? Crime. There it is. Crime. Yeah, yeah Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. Makes sense. Although he's definitely not subtle. He's a big boy. But he, always, he has a bunch of henchmen that it's going to do it for him. He so. at least, the Kingpin knows when to, you know, make the noise, when to send the message, this is true. and when to deploy the subtlety. And in particular, he knows how to set other people up to take the fall. There's a reason he was the main villain yeah. in all of the amazing Spider- and the Spider-Man 90s cartoon. Right, right. He's, he's good guy. at what he does. Yes. Yeah, he's good at what he does. All right, excellent. Moving on to Worst Roomy. So we've got Aquaman... Paired up with Dr. Fate. Worst roomie. Okay. Well, I mean, Aquaman's going to want you to live in the underwater, which is tough, because I can't breathe underwater. And he's going to fish over. Yeah. And they smell like poo. We know he smells bad. Yes. We just know. And Dr. Fate. And he's always going to have his girlfriend around, because Mara's always there. You're this third wheel in it. Right. And Dr. Fate's kind of one of those guys, though, that you're like, oh, he's just in his room. Like, he's just going to stay yeah. in his room. He's not going to yeah. do anything. Right. The worst thing that he could happen is right. he summons some sort of weird magical creature. Right, there's noises coming from his room that you're right. like, hey, bud? Why are you doing everything this at 2 a.m.? Everything okay? And also, I'd like to go back to bed. Right. 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 Yeah, just pick your time differently. And you know what? He would probably respect that. Right. Yeah. He would be respectful. Yeah. How about it depends on if the helmet's on or not. Mm -hmm. The helmet's on, he might not sure. care at all. Sure. I think more often than not, he'd be the safer roommate here. I'd Aquaman's say so. just a bummer of a roommate. It's really the smell. Yeah, the smell's not good. Sorry, Aquaman. You win, sort of. All right, Aquaman moves on. Captain America and Parasite. Well, you know Captain America is going to keep his room nice and tidy. He's the guy who tucks his sheets in too tight. So if anyone yeah. else were to try to yeah. get in there, they're not taking the sheets off. Parasite, well, it's in the name. He couldn't be worse. So this guy is the guy that you buy milk and he drinks half a gallon and didn't pitch in for the milk. Yeah. Okay. This is yep. the guy who never pays you. No. Nope. Forgets his wallet. Yep. And then uses your towels when yep. you when you just cleaned yep. them. No. Just a dick. It's just in the name. Dick. Parasite. Yeah. You're a parasite. He's the worst. Captain America would probably even make you a better person while you live. This is true. Captain America right? would be a fantastic roommate. Yeah. One of the best. Parasite. Get out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bane. And Supergirl. See, this one's actually tough. I agree. Because it's either... They're both moody. Yeah. One, because he's on roids, and this one because she's a girl. So, and we all know that when... <laughs> I couldn't even finish that. Okay. So, in our situation, right, it's a female roommate... Probably not going to be a and great And just parent. a roommate and right. not like a, you know, right. a lady that you're into. Right. It's just mm, right. platonic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tough. She's going to have the boyfriend over. Oh, God. That would yeah. be the worst. Yeah. Especially because Supergirl's attractive, too. So you definitely have a crush on her. Mm. Bane, you're going to get jacked with. You know what? He's going to look for a workout partner, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. You're going to get yeah. jacked. The only downside is when he's on Roy Ridge, 
because um, that will happen. Yep. You just need him to share with you. I don't know how he is at sharing, but... I don't know if you want to share Venom, no. He'd, he'd at least be a... You could at least have a friendship there. Supergirl, that'd be... To your point. It's just going to be awkward. It's not going to end well. No, I no. would say yes. No, Supergirl's the worst roommate here. And yeah. I'd be kind of an upset for some people. I agree. All right. Thanos... And Wolverine. These are two crappy roommates, man. Yes. These are two terrible well, Remember how we said she's going to bring her boyfriend over? Uh-huh. This dude is the guy. Wolverine's the guy that's going to bring a different girl home every other night. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and then you have Rudely. To, right? Rudely. It's, not, it's never going to be thoughtful. Either. Right. And no. then you're trying to, like, wingman for him a little, you know, and be like, oh, he must be mm-hmm. Bethany. And it turns out her name's April or something like right. that. And he told you her name was Bethany. That's yeah. the thing. Yep, right. Yeah. And he, he set you up for failure. Because he, he didn't know. He wasn't trying to mess yeah. you up. He just can't remember. And then there's cigar butts everywhere, Ugh. beer bottles everywhere. Yeah, not He's, a great vibe, not a great no. smell. He's but, picking fights with you because that's just who he is. Oh, he is smelling. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. the smell. Right. And then right. Thanos... And here's, I, I got one more thing on the smell. Not only is he smelling, and so you're smelling him, but he has a phenomenal, like, mutant hyped up sense of smell. So here's what's really annoying. He's going to tell you that you smell. And, and you're going to be like, hey, I've been tolerating your and he stinky knows butt. he smells. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> Bad roommate. Right. Bad roommate. Okay, Thanos. Thanos might be worse. Yeah. <laughs> He's obsessed with death. Uh-huh. You're going to have to hear him plotting all the time. Right? He's, he's just a plotter. <laughs> you know, actually, guys, we got this new great plan. Hi, <laughs> right, how'd the last one work out for you? Not well. You know that's how he is. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. He's dreaming world domination. Yeah. About obliterating half the universe. At least in this case, I think... I think you would be relatively safe from his plot. This is true. Like, you're almost so close, he knows you're not a threat. Right? Unless he's suspicious of you telling someone about his plan and spoiling it for him. I think he he's probably tidy, too. He seems like he's got his shit He is together. ordered. He you is know? ordered. He's got his shit together. Wolverine's worst roommate here. I, yeah. 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 There is no doubt. Yeah. I think that's another kind of upset. Uh, kind of upset. That's not what I would have guessed coming into this. Okay. Moon Knight and Doctor Strange. A couple of freaking weirdos here. Okay. <laughs> Just weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Moon Knight personality disorder. You oh don't know who boy. you're getting. Yeah, you don't know what roommate you get, and what's gonna happen. It's 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 a mixed bag. And there's no there's no like prior warning of hey Tuesday it's this personality Friday it's this one. Dude, you could be mid conversation. It could switch. That on would be fun if you knew. Like if you could map it out, mm-hmm. that yeah. would be interesting. Because you could plan on when not to be home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you have Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. Who just does wacky crap all the time. Just an isolated guy, like not a good friend. But you know what? He might actually make a good roommate because of that. Because he, he has one himself. Though. He has Wong. Ooh. So if you're living yeah. in the sanctum, you're probably safer than safe. Yeah. I think uh, Wong would be a good hang. I, I agree. I think yeah. Moon Knight's the worst. I don't disagree at all. Yeah, Moon Knight's the worst roommate there. No question. What a freak. Jeez. Okay, Hulk and Hawk Girl. So you have a guy that when he gets angry, blows up a room. Yep. Or you have a hot girl who lays eggs randomly around the house. They both have anger issues. Yes. They're both very upset people often. Yes. And yeah. she has a mace, but he goes through t-shirts like, I drink water. Boy, you hope he's not borrowing your clothes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't let him borrow Ooh, your clothes. Like, no. And he'll be like, oh, but we're the same size. And you're going to be like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know no, no, what you did to the last t-shirt no, no, no. that I had. Uh-huh. I still... 
can't fit into the pants that I gave you. And you can never win an argument with him, right? No. Because you know, listen, if you argue with him, you lose no matter what. You argue with him, he's going to get upset. He gets upset, he's going to turn huge, and then everybody loses, including and, him. And Hawk Girl's a woman, so it's like... <laughs> and Hawk... <laughs> and you know Hawk Man right. oh, he's he's gonna be is out there. Time. He's over constantly. Constantly. And you know he's a douche. Yeah. He's going to be a douche. Yeah, yeah. This, this is but a tough one, right? I'm, this I'm, is tricky. Yeah. At least when you, when you get Bruce Banner, at least you get, like, the tidy bud. Yeah. I don't know how to go with this. I need you to break the tie in my mind. I'm I tied think, here. I think I'm going to go with Hulk being worse. Because okay. you just... Because it's kind of plays into the Moon Knight thing. Sure. Because he also has the multiple personality mm-hmm. disorder. And okay. just because okay. Bruce is I'm out one you. day, right. it doesn't mean that Joe Fixit ain't out the next day. This is going to be a fascinating second round matchup between Moon Knight and Hulk. Oh, 100%. Wow. 100%. Wow. Love that. Okay. Hal Jordan, Red Skull. Okay. So we have a army pilot yep. or a Nazi. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so do I want... Cool airplane stuff, uh-huh. and you a do. guy to take me on you flights, do. or yeah. a guy that's gonna have <laughs> the Nazis, the Hitler's paintings hanging up every time. Paintings hanging up in the middle of that's the living room. Really all that needs to be said. Nazi, bad roommate, bad roommate. And also imagine looking at a face every day. He doesn't have a nose. That would just—it's disconcerting. You know? I don't think you could really get used to it. A, a jerk. Not, not a fan. Not a fan. Okay. Last competition here in round one for Roost's worst roomie. Can't speak. Black Manta and Lex Luthor. See, this I think is tough too. Because you have yep. Black Manta, who his stuff's probably going to smell, but you know he cleans it. And he, he seems like he would clean his stuff. He's often know? in the water, but that's not his preferred environment. Right. Yep. You're probably on a submarine. Okay. Okay, maybe. But you yeah. see the world. You know, yeah, you're probably living on a submarine. Okay. But he's all okay. about vengeance. You know sure. That. Yeah, that would get old after a little right. while. Okay. Yeah. And we have Lex Luthor, who's like super smart. Mm-hmm. You know, you know you're He's clean. Everything's gonna be taken care of. He's just gonna be experimenting on you in some way you don't expect. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, when you put it that way. Yeah. Ooh. I mean either of these guys are trustworthy. Black Manta's not a f- here's what I think. Black Manta, not a very fun hang. Right, because he's always talking about wanting to get vengeance on Aquaman. Lex Luthor, though, I mean, he might be kind of similar because he's always talking about how he can't wait to take down Superman. You're either either one of these guys, bad roommates, because you're just hearing about their stuff constantly. Right, I think constantly. I, I think here's where it it comes down to. Yeah, Black Mana, if he gets pissed at you, mm-hmm. is going to stab you. Yes, Lex Luthor, if he gets mad at you. You're going to be bizarre on the next day. You're going to be set up for an mm-hmm. explosion. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw you off the roof and be like, Superman can catch you. I'm going to say Lex so. Luthor. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's close. It's, it's really close. But Lex, he's just, uh, just an absolute bummer. Okay, so that's the worst roommate category. We whittled that down nicely from 16 to 8. And the last category is best Real name. All right. First matchup. Thor and Ultron. So we have Thor Odinson mm-hmm. and we have Ultron. Or do we want to go with Thor's original human name from when he first started in comics, mm-hmm. which was... William Blake. Was it William Blake? I know it was Blake. Blake was in there. Dr. Blake. Yeah. Is it William Blake? 
Well, if it's William Blake, we're going off of Ultron's got a better name. But Thor's, it's just such a strong name. The Odinson thing is kind of weird, but that's just the mythology Donald, of it. Donald, Donald Blake. Blake, not William Blake. I have William Blake in my head. You yeah, got right the Blake part right. I, I didn't know. Right. I was just curious. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's Thor here. Ultron is is a cool name for a robot. It's a lot like Cher, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be Thor here. Usher. Yeah. Yeah. Thor wins. Bruges. Ultron loses. Nearly wins, but loses again. Okay. Batgirl and Black Bolt. Now, Batgirl, we're going to go with Barbara Gordon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously. This strong, strong, good name for Batgirl. Now, help me out with... Black Bolt's pronunciation. I know there's a third in there. Yeah, it's it's tough. Black Agar, Bolt of Gun, I believe the third. I believe the third is in there. It does not say that here, but it says Black Agar, Bolt of Gun. That's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. badass. Oh, that's incredible. It's pretty badass. Yeah. I thought there was a third in there. It feels like yeah. there should be. I feel bad for Barbara Gordon here because she has like a quality real name. It's not, it's just, it's solid. It's basic. But it's, it's not Black Agar Boltagon. No. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's almost too on the nose. It is. It's it's a silly way to abbreviate it. Like, why not just call him Black Agar? But okay, Black Bolt, so be it. Okay, Loki and Daredevil, Loki. aka Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock's kind of a badass name. It's pretty good. And it's mainly the last name. Murdock's mm-hmm. a pretty badass name. Mm-hmm. Matt's very basic. But Murdoch, that's that's a really right. strong last And then you have Loki Odinson, which mm-hmm. we are. You already got Odinson. the Odinson in but, here. Yeah, I think. Is Loki a badass name? It's be- not. Because it's I feel like it's gonna be used for puns all the it time. It just reeks of weasel. It it's not good. No, this is a daredevil win. Pretty clearly. Matthew freaking Murdoch for the W. And it really sounds good in his lawyer persona, right? Matt Murdoch attorney at law. That's 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 pretty Pretty darn salty. Maybe just pair that up, right? Loki Odinson, attorney at law. Sucks. It's true. Sucks. He'd be a horrible attorney. Terrible. No one would trust that guy. He actually might not be bad in court. He'd be good, but he wouldn't give me clients because of the name. Right. It's true. Yeah. Pretty terrible. All right. Green Goblin, a.k.a. Norman Osborn, and Martian Manhunter, a.k.a. Sean Jones. Okay. So we have Norman Osborn, Mm -hmm. which Norman's kind of like... The Green Goblin, and your name is Norman? Norman's just... That's a tough one. But then you're like, John Jones is a basic name. But here's the thing with John Jones. It's all Jones. the spelling. It's, it's all in the spelling. spelling. J apostrophe O double N. I thought mm-hmm. about naming my kid John mm-hmm. spelled that way. And then the Jones, uh, J apostrophe O-N-Z. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's this is our guy. It's kind of a no-brainer. No. 100%. Love it. Good for you, John Jones. All right. How about Magneto and Shazam? So we have Eric Lencher yep. versus Billy Billy Batson. Now, we talked a little bit about Billy earlier today. Eric is cool because uh-huh. he's got that. Yep. It's E-R-I-K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lencher's, it doesn't roll off the tongue, but but it gives you an immediate feel for, oh, this guy has heritage, right? right. He, is, he has German heritage. It speaks directly to the past of his character True. that leads into the present. So I, I love that name. Billy Batson, it's it's a, it's a classic comic alliteration, the double Bs. It's honestly beautiful in that sense. Yeah, it's so it's well done, but I 
personally prefer Eric Lencher. Eric with a K? Yeah, Eric with a K. My boy Heard, this is for you. Mag freaking neato. Stepping up. It's pretty neato. All right. Um, Punisher, aka Frank Castle. Badass name. Yeah. Doesn't Versus, matter who he's matched up against. Versus Black Panther, T'Challa, which Good. is also a badass name. Yep. What is Does T'Challa have a last name? Or is he also Just like Ultron? Just T'Challa. Just share. I'm Just gonna, Madonna. I, I want to double check that because I feel like he's got to have a last name if he's a king, you know? Frank Castle just sounds just like who he is. The guy's going to kill a ton of people. That's true. That's true. Eileen Punisher here. T'Challa is good. It's solid. And a lot of people would probably disagree with me. This is one of those close matchups where it's going down to the wire. The competition is fierce. But for me, Frank Castle and Punisher are such a phenomenal pairing of alter ego and character. So it's just a child. Yeah. I thought there's a last name. Which way would you like to go? Because I'm all on board with the Frank Castle. Here. <sighs> Frank Castle's got some weight to it. Yeah. I was hoping T'Challa was gonna have a sweet last name, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what slows me down here. Mm -hmm. If he had a cool last name, tough break, bud. I think he'd win. Yeah. But Frank Castle's just got some weight to it. And now, boom! All right. How about? Deadpool, your boy, Wade Wilson, and Captain Cold. Which, this is, I'm going to tell you, this right now is a walk-off. This is. This, this is, is a walk-off. Because it's Wade Wilson yeah. or Leonard Snart. Leonard. Which sounds like shark, which means he loses. Okay? Leonard. It literally sounds like a poopy fart. I can't believe Leonard is a comic book character's name. But it's true. Leonard's fine. It's Snart for me that's like, ooh. And Leonard's then, not a good start, but then... Snart. That is, it just, it's, oof. yeah, it's tough. No, no. Okay, I'm gonna need you to Google this one because yep, I, I on it. Yep, I've, I'm pretty sure I've got it for Ghost Rider. That should be like death there, are, there are several iterations of this character. Cheetah, okay. Barbara Minerva was the iteration that we saw in Wonder Woman 1984 and is probably the most. Well known from the comics, uh, Priscilla Rich is another version of the Cheetah character, but Barbara Minerva, I think, is Barbara Minerva, big pardon, is I think the original Cheetah. I'd have to do a little more research to know That's for certain. That's what we have right now. And then we got Johnny Blaze as Ghost Rider. We had another Barbara on here. That's kind of crazy. Interesting. Good yes. catch. Yeah, a couple of Barbaras. I don't I mean, think Barbara wins this one. No. Johnny have, freaking Blaze. You have Barb, and then you have Blaze. Yeah. Johnny Blaze. No, that sounds like a motorcycler. It's which he is. freaking the Blazer every time. Oh, for sure. Love it. And that's our round one. How about that? That's a quality round I one. I say so, yeah. Absolutely. So we whittle it down from 64 to 32. Two weeks from now, we'll go from 32. I think we're going to make it all the way to the final four. You think we'll finish it? We're going to get pretty dang close. We might leave... The final four for a third pod episode, but I think we can rip through some some rounds here in uh, in short order and have a heck of a lot of fun doing. I feel confident. It's great. Well, that was fantastic, Riles. Great work, JP and the Beans. First annual March craziness brackets. You're welcome. So make sure you tune in to next episode, mm -hmm. which will be out the not this Friday, but next Friday. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then um, yeah, and then uh, what else we have? 
Is that it? Let's see Shazam Fury of the Gods. Go see it. We yes. highly recommend. Yes. Extraordinarily entertaining. We're looking forward to recapping The Mandalorian. That'll be coming up soon. We're in this little bit of in-between zone, but uh, you know, I've heard a John Wick movie is coming out in the near future. I'm super excited about that. John Wick is coming out. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What else was coming out? There was another movie too. And then the Super Mario Brothers movie, which looks dope. Mm -hmm. But I'm more concerned about John Wick. Yeah, and hopefully hopefully by the time we come back for the next pod, we'll have an actual release date for one of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Because holy shnikes, we're in the back half of March, and we were calling Secret Invasion coming out in March, and we haven't heard hide nor hair of a Disney Plus show this is true. for 2023. And they This is wild. They updated Loki Season 2 from like... Yeah. Far out to like coming soon, right. so we might be getting Loki dropping here in the next month. Yeah, so which would be toy. Yeah, so but it's good. It's good. A lot of good things coming. We love it. Yeah. So on that note, make sure you're listening to us on podcast. Make Keep sure you go subscribe to JP and the Beanstalk on YouTube, and then um, TikTok Magic Beans Productions. I think that's everything. That's your guy. I love so, it. So on that note, thanks for tuning in, folks. Appreciate it. Godspeed. Peace. Oh,